0: This is Akpod. I'm Erin Ransford and I'm here with our host, Dr. Ismail Nabil. Dr. Nabil is an associate professor in the Department of Environmental Medicine and Public Health at the ICON School of Medicine. He is a fellow of the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine and is the chair of ACOM's Council on Scientific Affairs. Today is February 23rd, 2023. Our guest is Dr. Laura Breer. Dr. Breer is a Section Chief of Occupational Medicine and Medical Director of Employee Occupational Health Services at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Since 2018, she's also served as Co-Medical Director and Principal Investigator of the Minnesota Retaining Employment and Talent After Injury or Illness Network, or RETAIN. Minnesota RETAIN is funded and sponsored by the U.S. Department of Labor and the Social Security Administration under a multi-year grant to the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development. Hi, Dr. Nabil, and welcome, Dr. Breer.
1: Hi, Erin. How are you? And hi, Laura. How's everything? It's snowing out there in Minnesota.
2: It is snowing a lot. I couldn't get my car out this morning, so I had to throw on my bogs to get into work, but it's all good.
1: Beautiful Minnesota. Um, I remember it um, when I was a train in Minnesota. Cold is bitter cold for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, you certainly have to embrace the winter sports to live here. I've learned to downhill ski, cross-country ski. We have a lot of fun in the winter because the winter lasts half the year.
1: So one question that I usually ask, ice fishing?
2: I have never tried ice fishing. I should I should put that on my list. My kids might be interested, although they might not want to eat the fish.
1: <laughs> so you're doing some amazing things out there in the state of Minnesota. And I get to hear about an interesting program called Retain. So tell me the story. What happened?
2: RETAIN is a federally sponsored grant. It's jointly sponsored by U.S. Department of Labor and Social Security Administration. And back in 2018, we learned about the call for applications for phase one of this grant. And in Minnesota, we learned about it at Mayo Clinic only a few weeks before the grant was due. And the requirements included having your state department of health on board, a state agency that would be kind of the fiscal lead, a workforce development partner, a healthcare partner, endorsement from the governor, and It sounded really daunting, but it was interesting enough and seemed so meaningful that we decided to go all in and give it a go. And over the course of several weeks, we wrote a grant application. I think that I mentioned to you the last time we talked that I actually had a vacation planned during the (laughs) week that this grant application was due. So I was sitting on the beach in Okoboji, Iowa, watching my kids play finishing up, adding finishing touches on the grant document, working with all of the state partners that we had pulled together. So we were lucky enough to get that phase one of the RETAIN grant, which lasted a couple years. We were one of eight states to get it. And then in 2021, we applied for phase two of the RETAIN grant, and Minnesota was one of five states to get that grant. So we feel so lucky to do that and to kind of try out this program to help Minnesota workers stay at work and get back to work after injury and illness.
1: They never make it easy for you ever. Um, So many partners. Why do you need so many partners to run a program?
2: Well, you know, I think when we were applying for phase one, initially we had the same thought because it was kind of a daunting task, thinking about getting endorsement from all of those partners. But as we started bringing people on board and I learned what they do, all of those partners have a role in helping workers stay at work and get back to work. You know, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that even as an occupational medicine physician, I didn't have full appreciation of what all of these different agencies did. So really, RETAIN is trying to help break down the silos and bring together all of these like-minded organizations to really work synergistically and help
1: workers. So how does that work? If I get injured at work and I come see you, you put me in a RETAIN program and I can get a job and I can start working?
2: RETAIN is an early intervention program.
1: So it's support for workers
2: where their work is very recently impacted by an injury or illness. 80% of those that we enroll will have been within 12 weeks of their last day of work. So, workers have to either be employed or be actively in the workforce, which means they're looking for work, they want to work. And we identify them in healthcare because at the beginning of an injury or illness, we're usually the first ones to know. So, ideally, it is the doctors that are identifying patients that would benefit. I know every time I'm in clinic, I refer at least a couple of my patients to the Retain program, but we also have our team screening registries to identify patients that may benefit. One of the things that we did to help identify patients is we added employment into the Social Determinants of Health questionnaire within our EHR, which I was a little bit shocked that it wasn't there before. You know, we ask patients about how much wine they drink and how much they smoke and nutrition, but none of those questions previously asked are they employed and are they able to work. So Now they do, and we can help get connected to patients that aren't working because of their injury or illness.
0: Is your program only at Mayo or is it throughout the state? It's throughout the state. So Mayo is the lead
2: healthcare organization in Minnesota for RETAIN. And when we started out in phase one, we were the only healthcare organization. Now that we're in phase two, we're actually bringing on other healthcare subrecipients. Right now we're in the process of finalizing contracts for three different healthcare subrecipients, but we've designed the program so that any patient throughout the state treating with any healthcare provider could enroll and retain.
1: So the way you describe it reminds me of the early days of the pandemic. It seems like the RETAIN program predates the pandemic and sort of a futuristic look at how workers are going to struggle, as we saw during the early part of the pandemic. So how does the program cope with the early days?
2: So it does predate the pandemic. We received the Phase 1 grant in 2018. And when the pandemic started, everything kind of ground to a halt. Because all of our processes were face to face. And as you know, a lot of people were sent home to prevent transmission. So we actually really quickly had to kind of revamp our processes, make things virtual, figure out different ways to identify patients that we could help. And they extended the phase one of the program a little bit because there was that delay in progress, both for Minnesota and for all of the other states. But I think. One of the great things that came out of the pandemic was that work was impacted for so many people throughout the state. And I think everyone realized just how important it is to help workers stay at work and get back to work. And for phase two, that's been really helpful.
1: How I see this is is you are impacting lives significantly in terms of keeping them employed to stay afloat. Any particular examples that you have about the workers?
2: I feel like we have so many great stories. One of the patients that we've highlighted is a patient that got in kind of a terrible accident and had a back injury. And the job that he was doing was a very kind of manual job where he needed to lift things that he wasn't going to be able to go back to that job. So when we enrolled him in Retain, he was assigned a return to work case manager, which I think about the return to work case managers kind of like social workers within the healthcare team, but their sole focus is on helping patients stay at work and get back to work. So it's a brand new role that we really have never had within healthcare before. And that patient was assigned a return to work case manager who worked with their provider and kept having the provider write functionally based restrictions, even though they didn't have work to go back to, even though their employer couldn't accommodate. And then they referred them to our workforce development partner in Minnesota, which is Workforce Development Inc. And they actually helped that patient do a job search and kind of get some different training to apply for different jobs. So now they have, they actually have a better job as a manager and they're not you know, doing that heavy lifting that they can't do anymore. So it was really a win-win.
0: Is the return-to-work case manager an occupational medicine position?
2: No. We have a team of six full-time return-to-work case managers right now, and they have varying backgrounds. So some are registered nurses, some have backgrounds in occupational therapy, others in workforce development. And when we bring them on board, we give them training so that they're all kind of On a level playing field with knowledge of FMLA and the ADA and workforce accommodations and things like that. And they're really acting as a liaison between that patient and their healthcare provider and their employer to help them get back to work.
0: Are these services free to the patients that are enrolled?
2: Or does this go through insurance? So right now they're free. The return to work case managers are funded through funding from the RETAIN grant. But that's one of the pieces that we're trying to figure out. You know, the RETAIN grant right now we're in phase two, which is four years. It goes through 2025. And we're thinking about what's next after the federal funding ends. And, you know, how would we support this role within healthcare that's benefiting patients?
1: So, Laura, you are an engineer by heart. Right.
2: I am. Yep, I was a mechanical engineer before medicine.
1: The way you describe the program is is an engineering masterpiece in terms of bringing all the pieces together. And that's the part that I'm really excited about, particularly as an occupational medicine physician myself and you who come from a different background and skill set and yet we can bring the best part of us and implement it in into the program that really shines. What do you think? The engineering has anything to do with launching a successful program?
2: You know, I think for me, it certainly might have. It gave me the courage to take a step back and look at it from a systems process and have the courage to, you know, dip my toe in and think about this. I remember early on when we were applying for the first grant, My team and I developing some kind of elaborate flow charts, figuring out how patients would be referred to the different partners and when they would be referred and when they would come back to the healthcare team. So, you know, it really is a systems-based design problem but it's also a wonderful opportunity that we have, you know, in healthcare. If we have processes in place to ask our patients if they're not able to work, we would know if they're not working and to connect them with other resources early on. I think a lot of the programs in place are set up such that when workers lose their jobs, then there are systems to try to help them get back to work. But as you know, it's so much easier to help a patient stay at work when they're already employed than to help someone get a job from scratch.
1: Well said. It's always amazing to see the pieces come together and work flawlessly. But I bet that there's somebody out there who said, Laura, this is not going to work. I'm sorry. This is ambitious, pretty big. And I think that there are ways to go around it. Did you face challenges?
2: I think early on, it was probably my inner voice mostly telling me, this might be too ambitious. This might be too big. I fortunately have some really supportive colleagues that when I went to them and said, we only have a few weeks, these are all the requirements. Is this too ambitious? They told me go for it, which I, I really owe them. I should bring them out to dinner. I think the fact that we got all of these different state organizations and you know, workforce development and a letter from the governor's Workforce Development Board in place to support this shows just how important workers are to the state. And I know that's not unique to Minnesota. Other states also very much see the benefit of investing in their workforce. So I'm very thankful that the federal government and Congress approved this grant to support the RETAIN program and these programs being tested in five states right now. I'm I'm just as excited to see the results from the other states as I am from Minnesota.
0: How do you measure success of the program?
2: There's a federal evaluator that is going to be looking at that. It's a randomized controlled trial. So the patients, 50% of the patients are randomized to a control group where we give them resources that they can pursue on their own. And the other 50% are randomized to the intervention group where each one is one-to-one assigned a return-to-work case manager, and that person kind of assesses their needs, barriers to return to work, refers them to workforce development partners if needed. So the, the measure of success will really be comparing the group that we worked with over the course of several months to try and help them get back to work to the group that you know had kind of the normal standard of care, doing it on their own, navigating the system on their own.
1: I'm curious to know, Minnesota is such a diverse state in terms of employers. Some of the big employers are based in Minnesota. If you go to Target, and you can't notice, but to see that this particular employer is based in Minnesota and so are other big employers. You think that the state itself is well geared towards supporting this program compared to other states like Kansas or Ohio who might not have that kind of infrastructure?
2: It's interesting because when we look at the when we look at the structure of retain in each of the different five states in phase two right now, there are core similarities. You know, there were core requirements where, you, you know, one of the team members had to be a return to work case manager and the role that that plays. But each state is structured a little bit differently. I don't know that it makes it more advantageous in Minnesota than any of the other retained states. But I think one of the implications of that is that a lot of the workers are connected to healthcare. And so it really positions our healthcare teams if we find ways to screen our patients systematically to see if they're working to get them connected if we have a way to do that. I know some of the other states are doing things kind of more with rural areas or, you know, small clinics or things like that. But I think the structure that we have within Minnesota, we've embedded that return to work case manager right in with the healthcare team. So they can see the electronic medical record, they can send the patient portal messages, they can communicate with the provider. And I'm hopeful, that that's gonna allow us to get some traction. That once the providers start having some positive experiences, they're gonna start thinking about retain and referring their patients more.
1: It's amazing. Um, so when when is the dinner with the governor?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> haven't been I haven't been invited to a dinner with the governor. I think um, that might be something that we'll have to. Talk to the partners about. We have talked about having a celebration so far with three years of the pandemic being placed right over the RETAIN grant. We haven't had that big in-person maskless celebration, but I'm hopeful that before the end of the grant, we'll be able to have
1: that. You have some amazing partners. I'm looking forward. I think you mentioned that you would like the federal funding to continue you think that there's enough traction locally that you can make the program viable long-term?
2: You know, I mean, I think that that's something that we're navigating right now and that we're really gonna have to be working as a multidisciplinary team and getting insights from others about sustainability. Because I think one of the challenges with the program we've designed is that a lot of the work and the expense, you know, particularly the expense for the return to work case managers is within healthcare but the benefit to getting patients back to work more quickly benefits the employers and the insurers and the local economy. So it's figuring out how do we structure that where does reimbursement come from? So if anyone has ideas for that please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to have a virtual coffee and chat about that.
1: Absolutely. And then finally, I consider myself young at heart and I'm still very much early career occupational medicine. So what is the recommendations that you have for me to launch a successful program in the future?
2: To launch a successful program like Retain, I think pulling together different stakeholders within your state and understanding the resources within your state and also the constraints within your state to design a program that would help your workers would be my recommendation. You know, I think coming out of Retain, I suspect that we're going to be able to have some insights that could be implemented in any state. But within the U.S., we know that there's different state structure for healthcare and government and unions and those things. So I think it really is networking and understanding what's important and, you know, how to get things moving within your state.
0: Well, I'm sure the states that are participating in the program now could certainly provide a framework.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: Well, this is a fantastic program. Thank you so much for telling us about it.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm impressed and and glad that you are part of the discussion. We hope that uh, the program continues to go forward and continue to do the good job that it's been doing. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you.
0: Thank you both. Implementation of the Minnesota RETAIN program is a collaboration among several core organizations including the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development, Minnesota Department of Health, Minnesota Department of Labor and Industry, Mayo Clinic, Workforce Development Inc., and the Minnesota Governor's Workforce Development Board. Additional healthcare and workforce development organizations, as well as employers and community organizations within the RETAIN network, help reach workers throughout the state. To learn more about Minnesota RETAIN, visit www.mnretain.com.